Alright, in this episode, you are going to get a special edition. It is just me here talking today. I'm going to be sharing about my personal journey, my journey uh, to become a physical therapist and on to how I am where I am today as a coach and working all online with runners and clinicians who work with runners. I'm going to give you my whole journey, the ups and the downs. Honestly, you're going to get a lot more of the struggles than anything else because most of this journey I'm going to share has been the struggles and the hard parts. Uh, super excited for you guys to listen and make sure you stay tuned until the end when I'm going to make a special announcement that you guys will actually be the first to find out. I am not even announcing it to the public until probably the 29th of June. So if you are listening before that, you will be the first to find out. Until then, I am super excited to share my journey. Um, I get a little vulnerable in here, so I'm, I'm sharing it all. It's my my it's my, my my journey to become a business owner, but also my journey at my personal journey. So um, let's dig in and I'd love to hear what you guys think. So one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer, as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. So I knew I wanted to work with athletes for one. That was number one um, thing I wanted to do. And my vision at the time of what a physical therapist did is we worked with athletes, right? A lot of us think that that's what we do, which is funny because not really a ton of us do just work with athletes, but that's what I thought. Um, Second thing was I wanted a nine to five job, which is really ironic if you know what I do now and especially ironically, I am recording this right now actually on a Saturday night. So clearly this is not a nine to five job and I don't mind that it's not at all. I love doing this, but it's just kind of funny that that's what I wanted as a high schooler. Um, I wanted, you know, as a high schooler at 16, I was like, oh, I want, you know, good time for, you know, family time, be able to, to come home and I don't want to have work. So that was a reason I say one thing I had considered was athletic training. So that was one reason I didn't want to do that. Um, and I thought I wanted to help people, which is very vague, I know, but as a high schooler, that's what I want to do. So physical therapy was, started observing at a clinic, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. This would be what I want to do. So went to undergrad at Northern Michigan University, which I would have talked about in my first episode. We talked about my running side. So I pursued a degree in exercise science and actually did Spanish too. And um, with knowing I wanted to go into physical therapy school, and then, and nothing changed throughout my whole time at Northern Michigan, I was like, yep, going to PT school, that's the plan, I'll apply, blah, blah, blah. Um, And at the very end, I did have this thought that I wanted to coach at the collegiate level. Um, I never really told a lot of people, but I was like, if you could do anything that, you know, go by that saying of what would you do that wouldn't seem like, (laughs) that doesn't, what do you, what could you do that wouldn't seem like work? And I was like, 
coaching. But back in my mind, I was like, well, you know, as a collegiate coach, you don't make that much. Um, you're gone all the time, blah, blah. Actually, the gone all the time wasn't a big deal at that point. It was just the whole money thing, which is really funny. And that was another reason I should actually add to becoming a PT. From what I knew at the time, I was like, oh, they make solid money. I won't have to struggle. You know, I think a common, you know, that's common for some people. Like I saw, um, like my, my parents are divorced and like my mom was a, is still in a degree a teacher. So I saw her, you know, um, I don't think she would mind me sharing, but I mean, as a teacher, you don't make a lot. So I mean, I, you know, I saw her, I was like, I do never want to be in a position where I have, like, for one, have to rely on someone else for an income, because I saw my, you know, my mom, um, you know, not, you know, not, not, you know, have to rely on anyone else, so that was a big deal for me, and, um, and I want to make more than a teacher makes, right, even though I thought, oh, that might be cool to do, too, so that's a little side note, I was just thinking of that. So come back to thinking about coaching, same thing. In my mind, the way I, you know, was brought up, the way I thought, I was like, oh, I'm not going to make enough. I need to go get a degree where I'm going to make more, which we know as physical therapists, we don't really make that much as we think we are going to. And I'm not saying like, I'm not grateful for anything or whatnot, but once you factor in all the loans and stuff, um, it's not what it's made out to be, right? Um, which is just kind of funny. So anyway, so I go on and I go to grad school at Rocky Mountain University out in, of health professions, sorry, I'll say the whole thing, Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions out in Provo, Utah. Um, had a great experience out there, got to live in the mountains, it was awesome, and went through school. Um, I mean, just kind of showed up, did the work, um, you know, didn't, I guess, think, I don't know, I just did the work, and it wasn't until my, my first full internship, so it was technically my second internship, I had down in Mississippi, I did an internship at Keesler Air Force Base. Um, super cool experience down there. Met a lot of great people, a lot of great clinicians. It was, it was, it was an awesome time, um, truly. Um, and during my experience down there, I like within that first week, I remember thinking, I was like, oh man, I don't know if this is what I want to do. So literally like my first week of clinicals because my first clinical was in a sniff and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. So I wasn't too concerned. I was just like, okay, this isn't where I'm going to work long-term. So it was fun. It was out in Portland, Oregon. Um, but I didn't think much of it, but this first internship, which is actually, it was a long 11 month internship at Keesler Air Force Base. Um, the first week I was like, shoot, I don't know. Like, this is different than I thought. I just remember thinking that. And I had a very awesome setup and a very awesome clinical. Could go more into that, but we'll get through this story. If we want to get through this story, I better not go too much into it. Um, but I just remember thinking, I was like, man, I didn't know. This is going to sound really naive, I know. But I didn't know that we were just going to be helping people so much in pain. Like, I thought I was going to be helping people more with, like, injuries. Like, I'm thinking athletic injuries, right? So, again, I'm fully admitting that I was pretty naive. And I had gone through, what, two years of school at this point. So, anyways, I go through that internship. And we, we saw a lot of athletes, athletic people, I should say. It was a lot of um, new people coming into the military. They were, it was a younger population um, there. So, um, so, so that was great, but I just was like, I don't really like showing up every day. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I don't love this. My favorite days were the days where we only had half days and we did work and <laughs> learn more. We had like hands-on parts and we would learn more about different skills. I just didn't actually like the nine to five days where I was in the clinic all day. I'll be a hundred percent honest. So this is in school and I'm going, oh shoot. 
okay, well, what am I going to do? So my plan was to go on to do a sports residency, but I felt kind of burnt out after, I don't know if burnt out is the right word after the clinical, because like I said, it was a great experience. I just felt very lost might be the right word and didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and just didn't feel ready for a residency. I guess burnout is the right, it was a very intense residence or um, internship actually. So I guess you could say I was burned out and I didn't want to, I just wasn't ready to pursue a residency. So I went into travel PT, um, always thought about doing travel PT, thought it sounded really awesome. I get to travel every three months, what? And I get paid more? Sure, sign me up. So decided to go do that route. And I took a job in South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina, doing home health. Had no experience in home health and took a job there and ended up staying for a whole year. You can stay in one contract for a whole year and had an awesome time. Again, met a lot of awesome people, um, did home health the entire time. Um, and I would say it was the least, um, not passionate, I would say, but the least committed to my career I've felt ever, maybe, if that makes sense, in the sense of I wasn't necessarily moving my career forward. <laughs> um, I feel like I had a very social life at the time. Um, that was great, but it was like just showing up for work and going home, clocking in, clocking out. And honestly, that was fun for a little bit. And then I was like, man, this is going to be boring doing long term. But there were a couple things about home health I did like. I learned that I really liked the flexibility of the schedule. I was like, man, I really like being able to, I mean, I would usually start my days of seeing patients at 10 is what I would do. And then I would do my paperwork in the morning from the day before. And anyway, so I just really like the flexibility of the schedule. Um, and I, you know, liked um, having some downtime in between patients and not just being rushed all the time. So I definitely was like, wow, this is actually this is okay. So anyways, I'm there. But after a year, I'm like, okay, Kristen, what are you going to do with your life? I was definitely in a, honestly, it started probably my year in Mississippi where I was just starting to feel a little, little lost. And I would even like, when I look back, I would, I would call it my quarter life crisis for sure um, going on. I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, so at the end of that, that year, I started applying for some sports residencies. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I didn't fully know that that's what I want to do. I just felt like it was the right path. Uh, so I applied to some, um, interviewed at um, a couple. I did not get any of the positions. I think I applied at like six or I don't remember how many I interviewed at. It does not matter for this story. But anyways, so didn't get one. Um, was not, I mean, I was a little bummed. I wasn't too terribly bummed, which is maybe a good key or a good site that um, maybe that wasn't what I was supposed to do. And so I start, I continued traveling uh, as a traveling physical therapist. I went on, took a position back in Michigan. Um, and then I took a position up in North Dakota, um, a travel position and kept doing just a little bit here and there, kept feeling, you know, with every travel assignment, I was like, well, it's, you know, I can do this for three months. <laughs> it was very much a mindset of I can do that for three months. And then I feel so relieved. Travel was definitely a way to keep me from having to admit that I really didn't like what I was doing, but I could do it for three months and I could do it to get paid a lot. Hey, you're gonna pay me a lot and this, I don't have to figure out what I wanna do for sure, right? Um, so, and um, during that during that time, I did, I should, I should mention back when I was in South Carolina, I did start kind of searching. I was like, I knew this wasn't what I wanted and I did do a little, I, didn't ever actually do it, but I um, did talk to my aunt who was doing some health coaching at the time. And I started to set up some stuff to do some health coaching. It didn't 
it di it didn't um it didn't go anywhere so that was back in 2014 but i'll come back to that story in a little bit because i did start doing something a few years later so that's kind of where that started in the sense of, hey, I want something more and starting to think, hey, I'd love to be online. Um, I don't want to be going to the clinic. I'd love to be able to go wherever I want. That kind of start, started back in 2014. Then I moved up North Dakota, 2015, um, took a travel position and then ended up taking a permanent position up there. And it was um, definitely a hard decision for me because it wasn't and this is nothing bad against, you know, anyone I met up there, whatnot. It just wasn't anything um, like overly, I guess, special of a position in the sense of it was just general outpatient at a clinic. Um, and, you know, for me, I felt like every position I ever took had something to it. Like even with travel, I was like, well, maybe it's not the best position, but I'm making a lot and I get to travel. So that was, it was a hard decision for me, but I decided to, you know, try to stay put for a number of reasons. And, I was like, I'm just going to do this. And it went against a lot of things that I usually do, which me, which is taking a job I didn't necessarily want, living in an area I didn't necessarily love. Um, and, you know, I moved everything I had and moved up there. It was just, anyways, it was a lot. And I took that job and I ended up keeping it for two years because the main reason I, I you know, I was ready to move on sooner, but main reason I kept it is I didn't sign a $10,000 sign-on bonus. So I will share, I mean, this is my take on my life and what has happened in my life, but, um, you know, sign-on bonuses can maybe be great, but it can also really keep you stuck in something you don't want. Um, and I guess you could say money can just keep you, can be an excuse to stay somewhere too. I could have gotten up out of that sooner. I look back and I think I actually should have, especially now the way I think about money is a lot different than it was then. Um, like the pain staying somewhere where I was not happy, the pain of staying like two years. I just remember this time where I would look at my life and I would be like, what have you done in the last year? And I would just be like, I feel like I've gone nowhere. I feel like I've made no progression in really any part of my life. That was really hard. That was easily the two hardest years of my life, I would say. Um, just very... I mean, the closest to feeling like, shoot, during that time, I mean, I remember at one point it was like, okay, by Thursdays, I was burnt out, right? I was just like, I can't go another day. Then it switched to Wednesdays. I was like, all right, we're done. This is it. Then it switched to, to Tuesdays. We can keep going. Mondays. It literally got to a point, and I'm not exaggerating, where it was about from 12 o'clock on Sundays until maybe seven o'clock, because then I started to get anxious that I had to go to work the next day that I felt like myself, like how, how sad is that? And I just, I know this is so many people in life in general, like you're just stuck somewhere you don't want to be. And you think it's the only way because that's what you've been conditioned to think. We go to work, we get a paycheck. You have to, because you need money. And to think any way different is, you know, you're out of your mind. And this is the way society teaches you is the only way to make money is by working for someone else. And then most people can't even get out of their job because they're too scared to lose the security of the money. And I'm just here to tell you, shoot, just let, keep listening to the rest of my story because uh, I mean, the things that kept me in that $10,000 sign on bonus. Um, no, that's no, just don't ever let money, money be the reason that you stay anywhere, money, insurance, whatever it is. So oh, gosh, that's another one. I hear a lot of people saying that I said too, 
Um, but <laughs> anyways, so $10,000 kept me there for two years, right? Kept me very unhappy, kept me the closest to maybe even saying, I would never say I was depressed, but the closest to being like, man, I'm really down. I'm just not myself. I'm not happy. I'm not feel like I'm a good friend. I don't really feel like people want to be around me. I'm negative. I'm like talking about going to work and just like so negative. And honestly, I mean, it's so much of what your environment is and the people you're around. And I mean, there's some very good people I met for my time there, but there were also some very negative people I was around, right? And that's going to seep into you. So if you're in a work environment that is negative, like you, you need to get out because it, you're going to become negative too. So, and that is not to say like for the place I was at, that's most of healthcare. It just really, it's just the sad truth. There's not, I mean, that's most of life. Most businesses, most anywhere is not um, going to be um, the most positive place. You got to work to find those places. So just encouragement that they're out there, but you got to work. And if you need help, like just honestly, um, I would reach out to me. I can help point you in the right direction. I promise. I promise. I promise. Just, just don't stay stuck. So Kristen stayed stuck in many parts of her life for um, a good two years. I got out and then I um, oh shoot, I should just add too. When I, at the end of that time, when I knew I was quitting my job, I was taking personal days all the time. Um, not that I called them that, or I said that they were, but I took all my PTO time, better believe it. And I never worked a 40 hour week because I was using my PTO to take personal days because that's how painful and how emotionally, like I was just <laughs> done. Um, like I was taking half days off here and there and they don't, they don't ask why you're taking it off, but that was why I was just like, I just need to, I need to get out of here. Um, and I should add this. So let's add this too. So 2015, very end of 2015, I did start. So this would be a little key into where I am today. I started doing some online health coaching, which would be a little key into the fact of, hey, I want an online business. Um, and I'll be 100% transparent and I don't really care um, because I think the right people will follow me. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I started doing some beach body um, coaching. So I, I think that was my lead in of, I wanted something more. And so if you have ever done anything like that, or even an, you know, a side business or an MLM, I think there's a lot of people that have really negative connotations to that. I'm going to call BS on that and say it's the opposite. There are people that are actually seeking for more in their life. Um, it might not actually be this business. It might be something else. Um, but a lot of good came from doing that. I learned a lot and that's not what I do now, but it was my first key into being like my goal. Then the reason I was so into that is because I wanted an online business. I thought it would be awesome to live wherever, to be able to work when I you know, wanted to, if I wanted to have a family one day and to just have the freedom in life. And I was like, I want to be online. So that started back in 2015, which I am sharing with you because I have like, I thought, I was going to have that business I wanted like back in 2016. And I could have, honestly, if I would have done some certain things, but I did not have that business. I don't, I didn't even have the business I imagined. I thought I would have right away with, in 2016 until 2020, if I'm being honest. So um, that's why I want to share that part. So I went on, I did travel PT for a little bit again. Um, I was still technically like living back in North Dakota, but I went and did, took a travel gig in South Carolina and then Wisconsin, my home state for what, just like seven months, I guess, about six months. Um, no, nine. Oh, it doesn't really matter to the story. Took travel PT, went and made, you know, so I could figure out my life and 
um, you know, make more money at once and also get to travel and keep working as a PT during this time. I was, so I was still doing the online um, fitness um, coaching with Beachbody, but I was also starting to think that I wanted more. And one of the things was, Hey, I want to work. I started to have this, I, I always had this vision, actually run your life. My business has run your life was created probably back in like that slogan was 2016 or 2017. And part of the reason was because I wanted to work with runners. And that was partially what I thought. I was like, I'm going to work with runners. I'm going to help them with their running, nutrition, strength training, um, but other people too. Like if they just need general health stuff um, and some version of that. And I just want to, I want to coach people. I did think I was going to have a little bit more of like a wellness, like coach people, you know, to be their best selves, all that stuff. Had all this vision, but my mind was definitely not clear. It had too many people I wanted to work with. I was not specific enough but I had this vision, right? So, and has created the name way back then. Um, and it, like the mission still stays true and what I believe in. So, but I just wasn't clear and I hadn't really, I hadn't sought out coaching at this point either. So, um, there was no way I would have been able to figure that out. And I only had coaching from like, say the beach body side of what I was doing. I had that, but that was a very generic, you know, as far as, you know, for everyone, it wasn't, it's not your own business when you're doing that. You're using other people's systems and products. It wasn't my own thing. Um, but luckily in, so what, 2018, I started seeking out coaching. Um, my very first mentor, Greg Todd, I met then and started um, really immersing myself in, in with other healthcare professionals who were doing other cool things with your life. And I think it's crazy because I think back to the first meeting I had with all these people. I, I joined his first um, course called Smart Success um, Healthcare, is what it's called now. And I remember showing up and I was like, I hated PT so much at that point that I didn't even want to be in a course with other PTs. Like I was like, they, I just I don't get along. Like I, PTs don't get me. I don't want to be my PTs. Like. Uh, they're just a bunch of, sorry if this offends anyone, but they're just a bunch of like, you know, stuck up. What it's not like, and that's not really what I think of. I don't know, think that I should say that, but I was just, I was really frustrated with the profession and I just didn't really feel like I even fit in with my personality. And I, yeah, I just don't want to be around PTs. And I was like, shoot, I'm just taking this course around PTs. And luckily it was the complete opposite, which is funny to think back on how nervous and how much I was like, oh, I didn't know we were going to be so connected and how awesome all these people ended up being. So I got connected with this really awesome community and I've met more people even outside of the community since um, who were doing cool things with their life, who were entrepreneurs, who had their own cash-based practice, who weren't even in PT, who were just online, um, who were helping other clinicians do the same. So, um, and that's where my eyes started to change. And that's where I slowly started to make the transition that I was just going to work with runners took some time so now I mean we're going 2014 right it was when I was like hey I think I want an online business I think I want to do health coaching very generic hey I'm just gonna help anyone lose weight you know like that's how generic I started I'm sharing this because I I see this in so many people if you are someone out there and you are um, new to the online world you don't even know what you want and this is where you're at and you're looking at someone like me and you're like oh my gosh how do I get there they just know that there's a process. It does not need to take you as long as it took me. Um, you can get there a lot faster. There's, oh my goodness, so many things I learned and would have done differently. But so I started back in 2014 with this idea, kind of very tentative idea. Didn't really know what I wanted. Just thought, wow, that'd be cool to be, you know, online. Like I have this 
vision of when I was at my, my aunt and uncle's house. Um, they live just outside DC. And I remember being there for a wedding back in 2014 and having to go back to work in my home health job at the time and just being like dreading it and being like, what do I want to do with my life? So this is way back in 2014. Like, this is not what I signed up for. I'm like a year out of school and oh, not even at that point. Shoot. No, I was like six months into my first job. Like, this is awful to thinking maybe I'm going to do some health coaching to not taking any action on it all. Cause I just, I didn't really have mentorship. I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't what I wanted to do to starting to do some online um, health coaching via beach body coaching. Like I shared to, and to thinking that was literally, I, I think I should expound about that too. Like I was, you know, I'd gone through school seven years and I didn't like my job enough at all. Like I just really didn't. I just want to relate. If there's anyone else out there, there's two components to me not like my job. One was I actually just really don't feel like treating in the clinic as a PT is my passion at all. And I know that some, for some people that is, but for me, it wasn't at all. And I, I knew it very easily. I'm very intuitive on what I like and don't like very um, quickly. And I just knew that wasn't what I liked. And I just felt, I, I spent so much time feeling bad about the fact that I hated it. Shoot. I should expound about that too. Like, I just remember, like, I know some people will be like, they feel bad about spending the money on a degree. Never felt bad about that part. I felt bad about the part that something was defective, something was wrong with me that I did not enjoy this career that I just spent seven years going to school for. Oh man, okay, I'm taking a side note again, but I just want to get into the, the feelings and where I've been at. So I, you know, I, 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 I mean, I'm talking the first week of my clinical and outpatient. I just didn't like it. And the second part is I wasn't treating who I wanted to treat. When I started treating runners, I did enjoy it, but I still... And we'll get into that in a second. We will get there, um, how I started treating runners. Um, the exciting part of my story. Um, but part of it was that I was not treating the population I wanted to. But even then, I didn't fully feel like this is what I'm put on this earth to do. Like, it just didn't fully feel like my thing, per se. So, okay, back. So we went to the, we did the health coaching. Well, what I was going to say is that I had gone through seven years of school, and I was willing, like, I really was when I was doing and I don't care. So if anyone else has done business, um, anything like this, and I honestly think I have, and sorry if this turned someone away, because I'm sure you've had good, bad experiences before and whatnot, but I have no, I, and I don't have any issues with any of my friends doing MLMs as a way to make, to make money if that's what they really are passionate about. But at the time I was, you know, I was like, I like helping people with their health and fitness. I can be online. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I will not, like, I'm willing, like I thought in my mind, to do this over the degree, that's a doctor degree, because that doesn't really mean much to me. Honestly, credentials has never meant much to me. Like the time spent didn't mean much to me, I, but I was willing to do that for a life that I enjoyed and was doing something I enjoyed over having to go in and work a nine to five that I hated for the rest of my life. Like you'd never be, feel bad or apologize for wanting to go after something you want. So. So, you know, I thought that's what I wanted. And now, not knowing what I know, not at all. There were parts where I was just not, not being able to create your own thing. For me, it was too hard. Like, I really enjoy what I get to do now. I create everything um, that I deliver. It is way more within my niche. Just helping people get healthy was not my thing. Um, so now that I'm working directly with runners, like that is amazing. So there's a side note. So in, in case any of you guys can relate to that, I'm being transparent. Like I could keep that part out and not be transparent, but I don't really care. You can know my full story. 
And so we're to 2018 when I am finally out of the job. I didn't want to be in since actually before I signed the contract, I called my parents and said I wasn't going to take it. And I decided to take it and stay there for two years. Anyways, life goes on. I learned lots of lessons, you know, being in my darkest places has taught me a lot. Whew. Okay. So I go on and did travel PT again, just to make some money and started to think about what I wanted. And I'm working with um, this group and I had hired and I started being part of Greg's mastermind at this point too. And that really got me to start narrowing down and decide what I want to do. And the decision was, I was going to, I was, you got me to narrow down that I'm going to work with runners very specifically online and in person. Eventually I was going to start my own cash-based practice and I moved back to North Dakota. And, um, when I moved back after doing travel for a little bit and opened up my, uh, cash-based, well, I did some PRN, I should say at first. Um, and then I wasn't getting a lot of hours and I was like, you know what? I, I am going to start my cash-based practice. I had been talking about it. Only reason I hadn't done it was because if I was going to be PRN, I couldn't start it because there was, um, it, there was a non-compete and I couldn't, I couldn't be doing my own thing at the same time. So I started not getting a lot of hours in my PRN position, which if you have ever got to this point, you will know this is actually like the best thing that can happen for you is that money starts to get tight, <laughs> very tight. You start not to get hours. And honestly, this is the only thing that's ever made me act in my life in many times. So this is the first time it happened. So what I had to do is quit my job, not really having any money and just go all in on the online. I had started doing some online coaching for runners at this point, and I had to go all in on that, and I opened up a cash-based practice. So all cash-based, mobile, in Grand Forks, North Dakota, small town that I am not from, but I had lived there, what, like a total of three years. It's hard to say because I left, what, for nine months, um, but so i literally start this up in a small town, Midwest town. I share this to say, you can start your practice anywhere because I started it there and I survived and I am not from there. And I did, it was a very hard place to adjust. So I am pretty sure if I can start one there, anyone can start one anywhere. So let's just say that I wouldn't recommend starting two things at once. Like I did, I started my online business and that, but it was just out of an emotional need. And it's, if I wanted to stay in North Dakota, that's what I had to do. So I had started run coaching um, and I had started this cash-based practice at the same time. <laughs> and the run coaching really came about from one of my coaches just asking me like, Hey, is there anything? Cause if people will ask me like, how do you get started? And it was, he just asked like, is there anything you could do right now that you have a skill for that would bring you in money? And I was like, well, I know how to write running programs. Um, pretty good at that. And that's something I want to do anyways. So anyways, so that's where I started doing that and putting that out there more. Um, and that was a great way to start and to just have a way to start working one-on-one -on -one with clients and start bringing in an income. So started doing that. And I just remember the first sale I had that was 200 bucks at once. <laughs> it was 199 actually, but anyway, let's say 200 bucks at once. I just remember being like, Oh my goodness. Like thinking to where I am now to thinking when I was then, this is literally back in probably like February of 2019. And I'm recording this in June, 2020. So it's not that long ago. And I remember thinking, I just made 200 bucks in like a second or maybe an hour, I guess, if you count the time I was on the call with this person. 
and I would have to spend over six hours in the clinic. <laughs> so basically a whole day to make this amount. Like that was easy. Huh. You know, this isn't actually, wow. I don't even, I don't even really want to go and work for that many hours to make what I need to make. Like that was, I remember that mindset switch, not even mindset switch, just like switching my brain and like any business owners listening, like that first time you make a sale, like, you know, how awesome it feels to make your own money is just, I just, I wanted to bring you back there because now I've been working for over a year, literally only income I've brought in is whatever I figured out how to bring in. And it's just really cool to look at how far you've come. So that's February, 2019. And, um, yeah, so that's where that journey started. And then I started treating more and more people in person. I deep down inside knew it wasn't fully what I wanted. So I don't think I put all my effort into it and I knew I would be leaving soon. Um, I was up in North Dakota at the time. The whole reason I even moved to North Dakota, maybe you guys are wondering like, Oh, well, first of all, if you haven't noticed yet, I moved a lot and I'm, I just am a person who I do. I mean, I do like to move, but it's not like, Oh, I'm sick of this place. I like to move. I like to move. I just go where I feel like I'm supposed to go. And I just, I don't feel like you have to spend life in one place. I'm not, I'm not like running away from things or running. I always think of myself, I'm running to things. I'm running to where I feel like I'm supposed to be in life. So anyways, went up to North Dakota. Like I said, I struggled a lot, but I went up there um, for the guy I was dating at the time. His job was up there and I knew that his job was probably, he was going to be moving soon from North Dakota. And I was literally only there for that reason. Um, and to, to a degree that I, I complained a lot, I shared this earlier. I complained so much about being North Dakota is not healthy. But anyway, so needless to say, I knew I'd be moving from North Dakota, but I literally started my practice knowing that probably within the year I'd be gone. So, which is kind of crazy to think about because why, like, why would you start a practice if you're going to leave? But that was how much I want needed to be doing what I wanted to do. And I was so done with corporate healthcare that, and I was like, I'm going to prove myself. I can do this. And I learned so much from doing it. So anyone else has ever taken a crazy step like that? I'm sharing. I just want to share it all. So you can hear like, and maybe you can get something away from it. I would not recommend again, doing both online and in person at once. It's what I did. It was a lot more out of, you know, an emotional need, I would say, and being in a place that was so, um, there wasn't a lot of options job wise. So anyways, that's what I did. And slowly got better at learning the sales component of getting clients. That's like the one of the hardest parts and one I don't think you're going to think about much at, until you are in the position. Learned how to talk with my you know patients more from the business standpoint. Um, learned how to um, change my mindset around money was a big part that I really had to change. I had such a hard time. Like I remember the first time I was even charging 150 for a visit and any PT knows that's, I mean, that's maybe you could call it about, it's on the low end, but it's maybe a little average, but it's a little on the low end. And I had like my money mindset was so low that I was like, and my belief in myself was so low that that was hard. Uh, so that is something that has come such a long way. That's back what May, 2019. So it's only been about a year and just to see how much I progressed and so I had that in-person clinic as of December 19, 2019. I saw my last patient up in North Dakota, closed my doors, my mobile doors, <laughs> and um, moved back to Wisconsin at the time. And I literally to this day have not seen an in-person client 
Um, that was, yeah, since 2000, December 2019, I am recording this June 2020. At that point, my, um, my coaching business had really started to take off. I was getting more and more people asking. And for people that are asking, like, how do you find them? A lot of mine, I mean, I have a live training on this. If you ever, I can definitely direct you to more specifics. So I don't make this go forever long, but a lot really did come from some things I did early on. And then also from referrals and from people, um, just knowing about me and I had been out on social media and things like that. So moved back to Wisconsin and it wasn't fully my intention that I wouldn't start, uh, in-person business or at least somewhat it just what happened it happened along with a course launch i had and then with covid came up i was just like well we'll just keep pushing on online and um i should add i should backtrack so november sorry september 2019 i opened up a a, a new course so that i didn't have so i had been treating runners um, working with runners online but in September 2019, I had been getting a lot of questions from clinicians on how to write running programs. They knew me as kind of the running expert in the sense of um, running itself. I'm always posting about running and, you know, know how to write plans. And I had a couple of people reach out and want to know how to do that. And I ended up putting a course together really kind of on a whim in the sense of, I was just like, Hey, I have another people asking, we'll do a beta. I had 10 people in it. It went over really well. I'm still working with some of those clients that have gone on to create their own online businesses. And, um, so that was a whole nother avenue that I hadn't, I had actually kind of considered, but I hadn't fully considered that I started diving into was helping other clinicians, um, learn how to start coaching runners online and how to write the running program specifically at that time was the big question. A lot of people had. So start doing that. So that was a new avenue. I'm just sharing. So you can see like how many avenues you can take and you do your own thing. Like you get to decide what you want to do. You get to decide um, what your talents are, which is, you know, especially are you get to listen to what your people need and want and then go out and deliver it. And it's just, it's, it's been a crazy ride, but it's been so much fun. So I moved back to Wisconsin and then I launched um, this course again and started helping more clinicians doing the same thing. In the meantime, like I had shared, I was all online at this point, um, had transitioned. And like I said, it wasn't fully intentionally. It was just some other things going on in my life too. Um, a lot of moving happening in my life. I was maybe going to move to Chicago at this time. Um, and the guy that I was dating at the time had moved there. And um, we, we decided to, to split. And I, I just share this because it's very, um, it's a part of my story and I'm very open on social media about it too. So I don't mind. Um, but very, it was a very mutual loving, um, decision. And anyway, so that plays into what ended up coming next. So that's why I share that I was going to move to Chicago. And so now I'm living back in Wisconsin with my mom at age 30, working on this online business and just deciding, I was like, well, online's all I have at this point. And um, now present day, so just as of five weeks ago, I did move to Florida. So I've shared, I'm sharing like my life journey too. Gosh, this became more than just, whew, quickly became more than just my, my PT journey, but moved to Florida. But I think what is so cool is that I have been able to keep everything up and I, can continue to work. I mean, it's just really cool to be able to work 
from wherever you want. And that's what I've always wanted. And it kind of like hit me when I was getting ready to leave. I was like, I'm packing my car up and I can go and drive this car wherever I want. Like I'm choosing to go to Florida, but I don't even have to stay there. Like I could go wherever I want afterward. Like it was just kind of crazy for, especially what I want for my life that I had gotten there. And I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that I'm rolling in the big bucks and I'm, you know, just crushing it and everything. Cause I am not there. I am still, um, I would say just, just getting through like that first early stage of business where I'm now moving on to, okay, how do we, we need to, to, to scale this even more. We've proven that I have things that work, but now I need to get, I, I need to move along even further, but by no means am I, am I crushing it? I mean, no, like it's probably good COVID happened. So I couldn't go on like any vacations or, you know, be distracted, <laughs> just focus on my business. Um, but, but anyway, so during, I should add that during, so during the time, and just so you can see how business can work, um, during the time that I was back home in Wisconsin for a bit, my, I was getting a lot of questions from the people I had already helped on how to continue doing business online and how to find more clients, um, and what they should be doing on social media. And so I went ahead and started a group, um, for them and it's currently still going on. And that has been awesome. That's probably been the fa my favorite thing I have done for business. So you can see how I progressed. I started off as I'm coaching runners. Then I had clinicians asking me, hey, I want to start coaching runners too, but I don't know either A, how to coach them. Like, I don't know how to write plans or B, I don't know how to offer this online and really start to make it a business. So I started doing that. And then from these people, they're like, cool, I really like this, but I want to keep doing this and I want to keep making income, but I don't necessarily know where or how to find my clients. And I know you've gone through that process already. So can you help me? And so I was like, sure. So we created a course for that. And now that is where I'm sitting current day, kind of have a variety of three different things that I do really. Um, but it's all very connected, very connected. All runners, like even the clinicians I'm rubbing are usually runners and it's all online and it's all what I'm passionate about. And I think what I'm passionate about more than anything is coaching. Like it doesn't have to be coaching runners. Like I love coaching runners, but I also love coaching clinicians. Like more than anything, I like getting someone to get what they want in their life, figuring out how to do that. And I mean, I'm still, you know, becoming better at that, obviously. Um, but I really love the part of working with clinicians and, you know, getting to see them change their mindset and getting them to really believe they can go after what they want in life is probably one of my favorite things. Cause I think that's in general, as a person who I am, like, if I'm going to get in a conversation with you, I'm just going to be like, okay, like what, <laughs> you know, when I started finding out that not everyone was like that, I was like, what, but like, what do you really want in your life? Like, I, like, I, I fully believe, and this can go to break the breaking by moment, right? I truly believe that every single person on this earth can live a life that is meaningful to them, that they're passionate about and that brings meaning to others in their life. Fully believe that I'm totally aware of and not totally naive that very few people do that. I know that I know that I could have easily got stuck in that common rut that many people do. I really truly believe that if we thought like we did as kids, like we would be, we would be, um, we wouldn't be stopped. Like we could do whatever we wanted to, right? Like that, that, nothing's going to stop us attitude that we have as kids if we all thought like we did as a kid like think of what we would have 
and I, I just, and I know I'm going on a tangent again. I just think it's really ironic that we're told as kids that we can literally have whatever we want. You can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Sky's the limit. When I started getting my twenties, I remember just being like, that is a bunch of BS that the same people that are telling us this are not doing it themselves in their lives. Like what the heck? Like this is, this adult life is BS. Like what? <laughs> like, I just remember, and I don't care how, whatever I, I sound like, I was just like, this is like, I do not like this life at all. Like this is no, this is not gonna be my life. Like I'm going to go after what I want. And I'm just really glad that I got unstuck because it would have been so easy to have stayed stuck so easy. And I, I know, I know there's someone out there listening. I know there's a lot of people in general that just stay stuck in their life. And I don't want that to be you. So if you are listening to this, please like, well, reach out for one or just start thinking about what, what you truly want when you're being real with yourself. Maybe thoughts you had recently when we got to be a little more silent in this um, COVID-19 time. Um, you know, the dreams you might not tell that many people or only a few people, dreams you had as a kid. Let's go after your breaking five moment in life. Like, seriously, come on. Like, why can't we all have that? Um, I think you're capable of it. I think everyone is. That's why I created this podcast, right? Um, and I'm going to be stupid enough to believe it and keep preaching it. And that's one commitment I made to myself that I wouldn't, I, I spent some time thinking I was, I don't know, naive or stupid or too positive to think that, but I know it's something I believe in. And if I can bring that for other people, if I can bring that for you, um, or at least get you a little inspired to do that, um, then it's worth it. Um, yeah. So breaking five moment shoot. I don't know what my break five moment would be for business, but it definitely is to be living a life where, and I, I mean, I feel like in a way I'm getting there, but I, I need, it's not fully, but living a life where for one, I can live wherever I want, um, work on my own schedule, um, fully passionate about what I'm doing. Um, just fully feel like I'm giving back and, um, be at a financial level where I can, you know, fully give back and contribute where I want to as well. So I know that's kind of vague, but for the purpose of this podcast, I think, you know, without sitting down and actually thinking about this before I got on the podcast, that would be my breaking five moment as a business owner. Um, I mean, we could definitely put number goals out there and I definitely have a few in mind. Um, but yeah, like, so this is, so we're going to, to life breaking by moments now. Like, I would love if you're listening to this, share what yours is. If, if you want me to go into more specifics, I can on the business side too. Um, but yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not going after what you want, please, 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 please. I, um, yeah, reach out if you need some encouragement, but I would just encourage you to, to know that you can and that there's lots of other people out there doing it. So, whew, all right. Well, that is my journey. Um, and if you have any questions on that, please let me know. I am going to share one more thing. And I did actually mean to share this at the very beginning, um, that I would be sharing this, but I went into, so this is, if you are listening, you are going to be one of the first people to hear about this. Cause if you're listening, it's released going to be, this episode will be released on the 24th of June. I am recording this on the 20th of June right now, but this has not been released anywhere publicly. It's only been released to a couple people I have talked to 
but I was mentioning my courses that I have when I was going through my two courses that I have. And I am actually in the process of, I have released it, but it's not released to the public yet. My next course, my initial flagship course that I was telling you about that I released back in 2019 for the first time, the third edition and what I'm calling the second team. So this will be the second team of clinicians to go through this is officially open right now. Like I said, not released to the public. It will be in a few days. You're the first to find out. Um, but this is the course that helps cl clinicians learn how to add online run coaching and programming as an additional source of income, either if you are a business owner already, or you just want to create an additional source of income online. Maybe you eventually want to create an on, uh, in-person business, or maybe you just fully want to be online like I am. Um, that is who this is for. And it is to help, if you guys don't mind me sharing a little bit, because I know I have a lot of clinicians who listen to this as well. I have a lot of run coaches. So if you know of anyone that wants, that is interested in this, this has become one of the main things I'm doing is helping other clinicians, other PTs, other athletic trainers, personal trainers, dietitians, learn how to um, add run coaching into what they do as an additional source of income. So if you don't mind, if you don't, if you don't want to hear this, like I guess tune off, but I think it's important. I'd love for you to, to listen and share this out if you know anyone. Um, so it's also to help them learn how to write running and strength programs for runners. We go over how to deliver this online, which is huge. Like how do, how do I deliver this? Like there's a, there's a system. Um, if you're very new to the running world, we're going to go over the running lingo, like what are tempo runs and interval training. We go into the uh, physiology of uh, run training. And really ultimately help the clinician go beyond rehab because as a runner, as a clinician working with runners, one of the most frustrating things to see is just, oh yeah, we can help this runner get better. But if you don't understand running and you don't understand how to train someone, they're just going to come back to you. Like let's teach them fully how to be a good runner, teach them how to train smart, teach them how to not have to come back here all the time because we know runners are injured all the time. They're always coming back in the clinic, but I mean, yes, that's, I guess in a way maybe good for business, but it's, it would be better if you were gaining an additional source of income by training them and keeping them healthy and doing what we want to do, which is keep them really out of the clinic. We want to keep them healthy. Um, so with that said, then also lastly, that is to help you create an additional source of income and an ongoing way to stay in touch with these clients. Let's say if you're in, if you are in it, in a, um, if you say you have a mobile practice or a concierge practice, um, just keep in touch with your runners. This is a way to keep ongoing training going with them. So when, if they do get injured too, like it's not inevitable that they won't, they're in contact with you already, pretty much probably going to come see you over someone else if you're talking to them every week. So anyway, super excited to let you guys know, if you are listening to this podcast, it has been released. It will be released to the public, I believe on the 29th. So you guys are getting this early. Um, and then it will be closed and starts the same week of July 6th. So, um, from the time you listen to this, you'll have about two weeks. And I would, if this sounds like something you want to do, if you're looking at, you know, what I'm doing with my life, first off, I hope by listening to the last podcast and Mark's podcast, you saw like he is just doing run coaching. I am just doing run coaching and now helping clinicians. Like it literally can be a job or it can be something you can add as an additional source. If you're a student and you just want an additional source, you want to pay off your loans. If you're in a job you don't like, but you want to slowly get out, like this can start to give you 
an additional source to work your way there and to work your way of seeing the clients you want to see. So when you get out, then you can just be treating runners. Like it is literally possible. It is, oh shoot. It is more than possible. It is beyond. It's so much easier. I'm not going to say it's easy, but we'll say it's simple. It's so much simpler. Like people are doing this, you know, out there, like you, people are just working online with runners. Like this can be a job. And I'm just, I, I'm just here to, again, if it's something that would be helpful for you, if it's something you consider, if anything, maybe it's not run coaching, you're listening to this podcast because you just like the podcast, like go after what you want or message me if you, if I know of anyone doing what you want to do in, if it's in the field of PT, it doesn't have to be a field of PT, but I probably know someone doing it. I'm, you know, connected to a lot of PTs, um, in the, in the online space. So, um, but anyways, so this team three is, it is open. It will be closing July 6th. I, um, I am accepting 10 people into it. So if you want one of those spots, reach out. If you are even the slightest bit of interested, reach out. I have coaching or I have um, call slots available right now, just specifically for this to talk to people to see if it is the right fit or not. I want to make sure it's a good fit for you. And you want to make sure I'm a good fit for you, for, for you. Like, this is not a, like, I'm going to, you know, try to convince you, you need to do this if it's not right. Like I want, I'm not, I don't want people who aren't right for my program in it. And just like, you don't want to work with someone that isn't right for you. So this is, I mean, that all the call is to get to know a little bit more about you and, and qualify if, if that would be right for you. And if nothing else, you get a free coaching call with me. Um, so if you know anyone, or if this is you, if you could share this out, that would mean the world to me. Um, in, in general, if you related to any part of my journey, even if this isn't something you want to do, please reach out. Best way to find me is if you are friends with me on Facebook, my personal Facebook, reach out there or reach out on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Kristen underscore run your life. Shoot me a message there. Those two ways are the best way to get in contact with me. And um, what else? Yeah. And lastly, I'll just share two since I'm on here and this is literally all about me, my business, my story. So if you are listening to this later, just so you, you're like, Hey, like, what does she do? How can I get into contact with her? So first off, if you're interested in the course I just shared and you, it's a later date, you're like, it's way past July 6th. Message me anyway, see where I'm at. I'll let you know if it's open, if it's opening up again soon. Um, the other thing I do is after, um, beyond that course is I have a three month online business intensive for online coaches that specifically helps them learn how to start finding more clients by understanding and determining who their ideal client is, what they need to be doing on social media to find new clients, the skills and the mindset they need to be a business owner and the push, this is the name of it too, to take action. So that is an ongoing thing or that's something that's going on right now. But if you're listening to this later and want to reach out to see what that is available, that's more on the business side of things. Um, in general, if you want to work with runners, just honestly, just reach out. I'll let you know where we're at. But so you have a good recap of what I do. There is everything um, that I do. And yeah, if you relate to any of my story, let me know. And wow. I'm sure this was much longer than intended, but I think anyone who has listened to this, I hope you gained some insight into life, into business, into career, and just into reaching your breaking five moment and running in life, career, whatever it is. And I would just love to see you all going after your breaking five moments um, in life as well as your running. Because uh, yeah, I think going after your breaking five moments and running just correlates to going after your breaking five 
moment in life and that always has for me too. So with further ado, that's probably not the right term. That is episode eight of Breaking Five. Ironically, my favorite number. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please reach out again to where I directed you guys. Have a great day, great run if you're running, great drive if you're driving, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.